From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'm going to get it. Because I, 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 been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Allen Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Ryan Fox. Top of the morning to you. Welcome into game time. It is straight up and down 7 o'clock, rise and shine. Having that first cup of coffee, we uh, are glad you're with us this morning. Let's go around the horn and check in. Ward, good morning. How are we? Outstanding. Ryan, how are you? I'm doing excellent. Happy game day, Tom. Yeah. Uh, see, that's my line. Sorry. You know what today is, Ward? Yeah, it's game day. Yeah, well, I know. It, it, the, the the shine's kind of off of that one now, isn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. When you, you know. I did, I am pleased that everybody got the memo that today is Royal Blue Day here in the studio. <laughs> go Wildcats. <laughs> there you go. Uh, one guy's got a Maverick sweatshirt on, and guess who it is? And I'm, you know, it's not me and you. Mm-mm. You know, so. It's it's a football Friday and somebody's wearing a NBA shirt. It's the only jacket in he my truck. He has a lot to learn. A lot to learn. We're 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 trying to get him there. You know, I I told him he needed to do a book report on who Ronald Reagan is. <laughs> wow. <laughs> do you know much about Ronald Reagan anyway? By the way. Well, yeah, I learned a lot about him in history. Tear down that wall, baby. Yeah. Well, I mean. Can you go back a little further than that? Uh, I remember learning about Reaganomics. Can you go back a little further than that? Oh, you're t- he was so an actor. You, he was an actor, yeah. And an athlete. Yes. And a broadcaster. Uh-huh. He was a sportscaster. Did a lot of stuff. Yeah. Was the governor of California. Did you know that? Uh, I don't... Well... Maybe? I probably did learn about yeah. it, but... Anyway. Uh, so you got Temple... In Harker Heights, mm-hmm. is it is it fair to say the district championship is on the line tonight? Oh yeah, it's, winner it, it, the no winner's going to win it no matter yeah, what. I mean, a, there's a gold ball in this one. Okay, and a win by University tonight puts are they in? Is that does that mathematically secure if, them a spot? If they win tonight, they're absolutely in. Again, they have three games left, and they only need one more win, but it would be awesome if they could get it tonight because that would give them a better playoff seed. You're assuming that they beat Pflugerville Conley at the end of the year, right? Yes. Okay. If. Yes. Yeah, so th- really, to finish fourth, they need one. To yes. finish third, they probably need two. Yes, sir. In the in the last three, and one of those is against the front-runner Belton Tigers. So. That will be the season finale in two weeks. Oh, really? Yes. Belton's the season finale. Why yes. did I have on my mind that Conley was? Yeah, they'll be at Pflugerville Conley next Thursday night. Next Thursday night. That'll be fun. So if they, if for some reason they drop the game tonight, then next Thursday night it it's, is. It's winter, winter yeah, no Yeah, when are you going to have to go beat Belton? That's right. And that's going to be a tough task. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Belton's probably the front runner to take the district crown as of this week. Who who would be on Belton's heels? Uh, is there anybody really challenging Belton for the district championship? Probably not. And they they've already they've already beaten the last two, you know, teams that would probably would be the biggest challenge and Rouse and Elgin. 
which university lost to in that heartbreaker last week. But I think I think it's it's probably pretty safe to say that Belton's got the district on lock right now, but still they gotta take care of business. They're on their bye week this week. Okay. So for Temple and Harker Heights Ward, this is huge in that you're not supposed to look ahead, but that's what we get to do. Mm-hmm. Uh you're matched with the District of Doom. This district is, 126A. And so you would much rather be the one seed. So you're playing the four seed at home out of that district. Because if you're playing the three seed out of that district as the two seed, I mean, that that's a challenge, isn't it? That's a huge challenge because right now you're looking at the two seed is DeSoto. Yeah. Is which- Duncanville going to win it? Probably so. Yeah. I, I can't see anybody. Duncanville, DeSoto, then then Mansfield or Waxahachie, which is third. crazy because you, you you just want, want to automatically say Cedar Hill. Yeah, they're one in three in district, right which now. is unbelievable. Yeah, their only win is against Skyline, which is unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, forever you said Duncanville, DeSoto, Cedar Hill, Duncanville, DeSoto, Cedar Hill. I mean, it was the big three in the district of Doom. And everybody else was really, really good, and really, really good doesn't get it in that district. No, it does not. You got to be outstanding in that district to hold your head above water. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at Waxahachie and Mansfield. They're playing tonight, so third, third place in that district could be a tie if Waxahachie wins, and if Mansfield wins, they've pretty much got third on lockdown, and it'll be Waxahachie in that four slot again. Wow. So if you win it, you you play Waxahachie at home. If you win it, yeah. Yeah. If you don't, then you're looking for a neutral site, right? Mm. With with the two and three matchup? See, I'm not, I'm not sure if. The higher now, seed if, always host? No. No. The first place team. So if you get Duncanville, if you, if Brian – the numbers, if Brian gets in, then you go, I think you go big school, and so oh, you get Duncanville. That's remember right, big school, little school. They haven't split them up yet. They haven't split them up until yet. Until you get to playoffs. Yes, and so now it depends Which on. Which is weird because it's the only it's the only classific- a conference classification that does that, and I guess maybe because of distance of travel. Probably. I mean, that's my only, that's the, my only logical – I, I don't know why they don't. I don't have. I don't have. I don't have the answer. If you went ahead and divided up the big school, little school, you you would really increase your travel. There's no question about that. Except for in the in the metropolitan areas, you right. wouldn't. Yeah. But like for the temples of the world, mm-hmm. you're going to be going a lot further. I mean, yeah, that's just so, just facts. So if they don't go big school, then yeah, they'd get probably to Soto, and it would be a neutral site. How about that? So. It's huge to get it done tonight. Tonight's a big night, to say the least, for both Temple and Harker Heights. Oh, absolutely. So there you go. I, on the other hand, have drawn the open date, and it's going to be weird. There's not going to be a game on this radio station tonight. There will be a scoreboard show at 1030. And make sure you're locked into that scoreboard so you can see 
who does what. I mean, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty now. we got, what, three weeks of, of high school football left in regular season play. Can you believe I just said that? Three weeks. That's it. Yeah, I've got two. That's right, because you're open the last week of the season, aren't you? No, open next week. Oh, are you really? Is it next week? Okay. So you have an open date next week. So for me, because of COVID, we did not hold a class reunion, and so we're going to do that apparently this weekend. And so I'm going to be out, unless something gets crazy, I'm going to be out at the Salado Conley game uh, tonight. Check that out a little bit. Of course, we got Baylor football tomorrow beginning. I don't know. Can we start a little earlier than 7? Would they let us in there? Yeah, you can. Holy moly, 7 a.m. Can you imagine what Matt Mosley's hair is going to look like at 7 a.m.? I don't want to. No, it's going to be frightful. It will be. And he'll walk up at two minutes till 7 with a cup of coffee. I made it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you did. (laughs) Meanwhile, back at the ranch, the rest of us are doing all the work, getting it ready. It's just the way it is. <laughs> Got a long drive. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. And it is early. Wow. 7 a.m. So that means we're at the stadium at 6 a.m. Anybody want to meet me at the gate and bring kolaches? I'm all about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we'll, we'll, we'll get rolling at 7, and then uh, uh, network coverage begins at 9 a.m., and then John and JJ and Ricky with, with the game. At 11 a.m. and again, to me, this is a this is a huge, huge game for both of these teams. Both of these teams are uh, are riding two game skids in conference play, and especially for Baylor at three and three, and at home. I mean, I think this is this is you know I'm not saying you have to win the game to salvage things. But I think you need to win the game. I mean, at three and three, it's a big difference. Psychological ward, I mean, you know, just from a psyche standpoint, four and three is a heck of a lot better than three and four. And more importantly, uh, two and two in conference is a heck of a lot better than one and three. Because mm-hmm. then you're not, I mean, you're treading water, not, you know, not trying to climb out of a hole. Right. And you got to take care of your home field when you're, when you're in this situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to win your home football always. games. You got to win your home football games. So uh, we'll have that for you tomorrow morning at uh, seven a.m. Another big game in the conference is going to be Texas and Oklahoma, and you know Oklahoma State. Oklahoma yeah. State. I beg you for it. You're right. Oklahoma's drew the bye this week, didn't they? Yeah, they're on. They're they're open this week. But Texas and Oklahoma State in uh, in Boone Pickens in Stillwater. There are those, and I don't know. I, I don't know that I'm one of them, but there are those who think Texas could be a front runner to win the conference now that now that they got Ewers back. Do you do you do you subscribe to that that thought process? They win Saturday. I do. There's still two ahead of them. You got to leapfrog another two teams in Kansas State and TCU. No, I I right now if they if they beat Oklahoma State I could see TCU if they win against Kansas those two teams meeting in Arlington you know and the cool thing about this conference and I like it right now and I know we're changing it's going to be changing but the cool thing is right now there's 10 teams in the league 
So you're going to play them in the regular season. And two teams that have played, no matter what, no, no matter who they are, there's two teams that are going to play again at AT&T. Just like it was a year ago when Baylor lost a heartbreaker in, in Stillwater and then beat Oklahoma State in a thriller at AT&T. I, I think it's cool that, you know, you know, and that's the question. Is it, is it Oklahoma State? Could Oklahoma State and Texas circle back around? and play each other could could it be tcu in texas i mean could it be tcu in oklahoma state where's kansas state with that with that terrific defense in this mix is there somebody coming from the back of the pack there's a is anybody out of play right now besides maybe iowa state yeah i guess not mathematically probably not but i mean you know they're, they're i don't think kansas gets there no, no do I. I think the shine may be off a little bit, particularly with the – and I know that they got a terrific backup quarterback, but that starter was was the focal point of the offense, Daniels. So right now, just, just kind of looking at some of the numbers, and I would think that Oklahoma's probably out of the mix at one and three. TCU's three and zero, oh, Kansas State's three and zero, oh, Texas three and one, Oklahoma State two and one. Then Kansas – is two and two. Baylor's two and two, or one and two. West Virginia's one and two. Oklahoma State one and three, and Iowa State zero oh and four. So I mean, there's, I mean, <laughs> they're just all kind of log jammed up there. But at the top right now are the Frogs and the Wildcats, with Oklahoma State and Texas right behind them with one loss apiece. So big game. We'll talk about it with Jeff Howe uh, from Horns two four seven coming up a little later on this morning. We'll also talk with Ricky Thompson. He'll break down this Baylor-KU game for us. Greg Tepper gets us up to speed on high school football at around 8 o'clock this morning. So we got a lot of stuff. And then we'll dip our toes in the NFL world with Kyle Yeomans. And uh, we'll do that, uh, talk some Cowboy football at 8.30 this morning for you. So that's what we got. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to ask, what did you watch last night? High school football. Excuse me? High school football. Who did you watch? Allen and Denton Geyer. Allen and and DG was on, huh? I did not know that. Mm -hmm. What did you watch? Let me guess. Golden State and... No. No. I I was out in Cleburne helping my mom at her antique mall, so... And I didn't get back home till like, 9, so... You know, the games are still on. Well, yeah. I mean, I... I, Okay, well, I'm saying I didn't start a game, but Uh. I I finished with uh, Virginia and Georgia Tech that game oh I watched five snaps of that game <laughs> I watched the Georgia Tech quarterback run around in circles trying to throw the football and I know they changed offenses but it does not look right there should be a rule Georgia Tech get back in the flex bone wishbone something you're not a throwing spread team but that's exactly what they look like Ugh. I on the other hand watched every pitch of the Astros and the fight New Yorkers Kids, let me. Ju- if you don't know this, let me just let me just explain this to you real quick. Houston's got some pitching. In the first two games at Minute Maid Park, the New York Yankees struck out thirty times. That's three zero. Thirty times. Now the crazy part is the Yankees have pitched it really, really well. But well doesn't get it. 
you got to pitch great when you're pitching against Houston because they are pitching it. I mean, they're just superb. That pitching staff is superb. They got a timely hit, and they went three to two, and now they got a two games to none lead. They're going back to it's a travel day today. They go back to New York. Is it over? No. Is it over? I don't think so. It's over. There's no way against that pitching staff that New York can win four of the next five games. That's what you're asking them to do. Think about it from that perspective. You're asking the Yankees to beat the Houston Astros four times in the next five games. Can it be done? Yeah. Will it be done? Nah. Go ahead and book your airline tickets, Ward. You're going to the World Series. You just don't know if it's going to be in San Diego, Philadelphia. Those two teams are 1-1 and resume the series tonight. That's Mm -hmm. how important really getting a split to start is. Because if you start thinking in in those terms, you go, well, you're only down 2 to nothing." But really, you're asking, if you go down 0-2, and I know it's been done, but if you go down 0-2, you're asking asking your club to win four of the next five and really under – some extreme pressure to win for the next five. So, I don't know. And you guys are probably right. It's probably not. I mean, if they can win the next two games in New York, it's game on. What do you mean? If New York can win the next two games. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Back, then it's, it's a two out of three, and here we then, go. Yeah, it's game on. Yeah. If they lose one of the next two games, it's, toast. it's a wrap. It's toast. Yeah. But man, if you and, and I know that you know they played with the roof open last night. That was a, and I did not realize that. I thought maybe the team makes that decision. Well, they do during the regular season, but in postseason, Major League Baseball makes that decision. It was a great night last night. Otherwise, so they opened the roof, and they <laughs> New York had a couple of balls. One I, from Judge that. You know, everybody screams that that ball's out of the ballpark with the roof op- with the roof closed, but with the roof open and the wind blowing in, knocked it down on the warning track. Oh, well, that's the conditions in which you played well, in. That's baseball. Yeah. Now. <laughs> I don't like indoor baseball anyway. No, I'm with you. Except for when it's 100 degrees. Nah. Uh, <laughs> it's that 100 degree rule. <laughs> it... it, it, it I thought the ballpark was really cool looking. Uh, I, I did. Now, you know, when, when we were going down there for the uh, the college baseball tournament, there were a couple of times when the roof was open. I, I just thought it was the coolest thing. I thought the ballpark aesthetically was just different. And I liked it with the roof open. You know, uh, and if the weather permits, why not play with the roof open? You know, pretty cool stuff. All right, we're 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 uh, we're running late here. We're up against the clock. Coming up next, we're going to talk some high school football. And we'll, uh, my goodness gracious, we, we've talked about this a million times, but it's an unbelievable schedule tonight. Find you a game and go to it. It's the best bang for your buck. And we're talking about Texas schoolboy football. And we'll get into the games next on ESPN Central Texas. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2022. And they're going to give the ball to Pollard. He busts up the middle. He broke a tackle right to the 40. Only heard here. Turns left at the 20 to the 10. All season. Pollard with a house call. 
Touchdown, Tony Pollard. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Detroit Lions. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Lions, Sunday at 11 on ESPN Central Texas. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Deucin Forklifts because they get the job done too. Deucin builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is. Hey, sports fans, Old Chicago Pizza and Tap Room is the best place in Waco to watch all the sports action. Old Chicago offers a world of discovery with our scratch-made pizzas and tossed wings and our 110 local and legendary craft beers from down the street and around the world. Stop in to enjoy your game day and catch your favorite team and game on our TVs. Whether dine-in, curbside, or delivery, get game day ready at your neighborhood Old Chicago. Old Chicago, where pizza and beer are best friends. Visit Old Chicago Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. Football is back in full swing, and Specs is here to get you geared up for game day. Shop lower prices on all your favorites and expand your lineup with a huge selection of world-class wines, spirits, beers, and gourmet foods. Specs has been fueling Texas tailgates since 1962 as the one-stop shop for gridiron greatness. When it comes to fantastic football feasts, it's down set Specs. The fun starts here. There are several big games this week in college football, including UCLA at Oregon, Texas at Oklahoma State, Mississippi State at Alabama, Kansas at Baylor, Syracuse at Clemson. Raise the bar on your next tailgate with Specs Wine Spirits and Finer Foods. The fun starts here. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. Say hello to the easiest everyday accessory, permanent fine jewelry at DMRA Fine Jewelers. We offer a wide selection of permanent fine jewelry that your DMRA experts custom fit and micro weld closed, creating a seamless permanent bracelet, necklace, ring, or anklet. Great for promise rings, friendship bracelets, bridal showers, bachelorette parties, birthday parties, or simply to treat yourself. Book your permanent fine jewelry appointment or private event now at DMRA Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive. Lockridge Priest has been providing HVAC, plumbing, and electrical services for over 50 years, serving all of Central Texas for your residential and commercial needs. This family-owned and operated company has skilled and knowledgeable technicians to help you with all your heating, AC, plumbing, and electrical needs. For information or to schedule your service, call Lockridge Priest at 254-772-0670. That's 254-772-0670 or LockridgePriest.com. Lockridge Priest proudly supports Waco ISD. Heart of Texas Shooting Center, Waco's premier indoor firing range is open. The state-of-the-art indoor firing range is climate-controlled and open to the public seven days a week. Bring your own firearm or rent one on site. Experienced and knowledgeable instructors are on site to help you get the most out of your shooting experience. For more information, call 254-492-8300 or log on to hotshootingcenter.com. Located at 5040 South Loop 340 in Waco. 
NeighborWorks Waco is now in their 30th year of assisting families in the Waco area and purchasing their first home. Today, over 3,200 families have been assisted, and these new homeowners have gained over $320 million in home equity through these years. Would you like to be a part of these results? Give us a call at 254-752-1647 or register to get started at www.nw-waco.org. Let NeighborWorks Waco open the door to homeownership for you and your family. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN Central Texas. From the Allen Samuels Studios, this is Game Time, your first word in sports presented by Allen Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. Remember, if you missed any portion of the program and you want to catch one of the interviews or something to that effect, you can always go back to the um, to the uh, podcast located at uh, SyntechSportsFan.com, SyntechSportsFan.com. And also, if you happen to be out of range, maybe you're in uh, – uh, maybe you're in Odessa tonight for some particular reason and you want to catch some of the broadcasts of the university game or the Temple game, you can go to that same website and we have those broadcasts streaming for you. That's uh, just one of those services that we provide. The streaming thing, see, is just part of what we do. It's not the only thing we do. It's just part of what we do. The, the, the broadcast itself uh, on uh, Fox Sports Central Texas and on 104.9 star fm so uh for the university broadcast and for the temple broadcast so there you go all right it is uh 7 coming up at the bottom of the hour around 7 30 we are going to talk to jeff howe and uh, we'll do that for you here uh get you up to speed on that texas oklahoma state game from boone pickens see what uh, what's going on there uh and in the meantime we talk about the high school football games and again there's a million really good football games coming up uh, tonight, I, I did want to point this out on our CNC Collision Center text line. JB sends us a note that says, "My partner from Cedar Hill said a lot of the Cedar Hill athletes are at the Middleopian schools now." And I, I told you uh, during the break, I was asked uh, the other day, "Who's the best team I've seen?" And the best team I've seen so far is Middleopian. They are talented. And Ward, I don't know why you would be leaving Cedar Hill where you you win a ton of football games, but if that's the case, it may kind of explain why they're only got one win on the ledger. Yeah, I, I had no idea that that was happening. Me neither. Me neither. All right, uh, take us through them. Uh, let's. Let, I can I can just imagine Ryan's going to say, "Well, I went nine and one last week," and I did not. I went six and four. Oh, you did. Ward went nine and one last week. Oh, okay. Killed it. So, what do we got? Big games this week. We'll start with Ward's game, Temple at Harker Heights. What do you see here, Ward? Wildcats. Cats. And Aaron says Temple, and I will go with Harker Heights. Leander Rouse at University, Tom. Rouse. Raiders. Aaron and I will take the Trojans and then the Battle of the Bell. And I, let me just say this. I hope University wins the football game. Yeah. I, I, I cannot wait to to – Hear and see these guys celebrate the opportunity to be in the playoffs for the first time in a long time. 2009. Nine, Crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then the Battle of the Bell, Rockdale at Cameron Yo. Aaron and I will take the Yeoman here, Ward. Yeoman. Yeoman. But I'm telling you, I, I'm. this is not going to be 56 to six. I mean, it's not. It's the Battle of the Bell. This is going to be – Rockdale's going to give them – they're going to fight like mad. Just know that. 
and Tom, a huge game in Class 3A West at Grandview for the District 7 Championship. I, I got a guy that I know real well that says, you're the champion until someone knocks you off. Well, the district champions right now are the West Trojans. I'm going West. Aaron and I agree. Ward? Ooh. This is, this is probably the one I struggle with the most. <laughs> I'm going to try to catch a game on you guys. I'm going Zebras. Wortham at Mart, Tom. Mart. Ward? Panthers. Mart across the board. And then the Bryan Vikings travel down to Hewitt to take on Midway tonight. Aaron, Aaron will take Midway, and I will take Brian Ward. Vikings. I'm going Panthers. Split there. At home. I like it. Split there. Then the battle of the defending 3A state champions, Franklin at Lorena. Whew. Tom. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I think, look, I know that they lost a couple of games early, but didn't they lose a couple of games early last year and win a state championship? Yes. Okay. That's all I need to know. One of those losses was Franklin. I know, and, and, they, and, won state, and they won a state championship too. Nope. I don't know. <laughs> Franklin. Warden. Lions. I will take the Lions as well, and then Aaron will take Lorena. Salado at Connolly, Tom? I'll go the Cadets. Cadets. Cadets across the board. Moody at Riesel. Aaron and I will take Riesel. Riesel. Indians. And then probably the game of the week for the entire state of Texas. Number one versus number two, Stephenville at China Spring for the district championship. Tom. I had a friend of mine once tell me that you're the champion until proven <laughs> otherwise. I'm going China Spring at home. Yellow jackets. I knew that was coming. Aaron is going with Stephenville, and I'm with you, Tom. I'm going to take the Cougars at home. And that is the week nine. Pick and you know what? I hope this game is 21-21 at the end of the – and I, uh, I just hope it lives up, you know. And I know the coaches don't care. <laughs> I mean, they just, they just want to win the game, win by one. They, I mean, they don't care. I get it. But, man, I hope the game lives up to the one-two hype and all the stuff that goes with this game. You better get there two hours early because that is going to fill up. Yeah, well, parking is going to be a, at a premium nightmare. <laughs> It's going to be at a premium. All right, uh, let's see. It is a 729. We'll, uh, we'll talk college football. We'll talk Big 12 college football. We'll do it coming up in just a couple of minutes. Right now, let's get the latest on, I bet you, a million dollars. We're going to talk about Dak Prescott. Just just saying. <laughs> Christie's got today's Cowboy Report brought to you by Richard Carr, Buick GMC Cadillac. Check him out today at richardcarr.com. Hey everyone, with today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Dak Prescott tells you about preparations for his return to the starting lineup Sunday against the Lions. You'll hear from Dak after this. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family. And it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. PUCT number 10007. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. 
Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels. For the first time since breaking his right thumb in the regular season opener, Dak Prescott will be back under center, and it'll be Sunday when the Cowboys host the Detroit Lions. After practice yesterday, Dak spoke with reporters. Yeah, I did everything. I mean, I wasn't limited by any means. It wasn't a pitch count. Uh, things happen. You can't get too far ahead of yourself. Can't look back at what's happened. I'm um, just thankful I just went out there and had a good practice. Feel good right now. Yeah, go focus in on these afternoon meetings. Um, just put my mind right where I am and still going to go through through some things. But for the most part, uh, I'm healthy. It feels good. Grab the ball. Ball's comfortable in my hand. My grip's great. And putting it behind me and just when I look up, I'll be prepared, ready to go for Sunday. Lions-Cowboys kickoff at AT&T Stadium on Sunday is noon central. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Pascal Insurance and Real Estate is a full-service independent insurance agency and real estate company. They write all policies from commercial to auto and home. Pascal Insurance represents multiple companies, including Safeco, Travelers, Allstate, Progressive, Nationwide, and Hoheim Prairie. The real estate experts specialize in residential, commercial, and farm and ranch properties. Stop by and check them out at 401 Madison and McGregor or learn more at psrealtors.com. At Morrison's Gifts, they get it. It's just too early to think about gifts for the holidays, and suddenly you realize they're here and you just don't have the money for the gifts they really deserve. That's why Morrison's offers layaway. Spread those payments out and be a hero at the holidays. Choose from John Hart and Cotuela bags, totes and purses, jelly cat plush animals, and over 70 other lines of gifts and gourmet items. That's Morrison's Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business at the corner of Waco Drive in Valley Mills next to Jason's Deli. A story of first downs and second chances. Meet former pro football player Michael Robinson. I wanted to keep playing, but my feet hurt. And all those big league experts couldn't help? You have access to anything, but none of it worked. Finally, he got fitted with Good Feet Arch Supports. Let me tell you something. They work. Now, he recommends Good Feet to... Anybody. If you move, go to the Good Feet store. Sign up for your free fitting at goodfeet.com. The children's music and dance teacher who couldn't cha-cha. I was always on my feet. It was just so painful. Elisa couldn't let her students down. So she stepped up and went to the Good Feet store for personally fitted arch supports. I would work an entire day and my feet didn't hurt at the end of the day. That was when I knew, wow, these are different. But the really good part? It's good to be dancing together again. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Stop by Good Feet Waco, located at the Central Texas Marketplace, across from Lazy Boy. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Konica Minolta, Canon, Kia Sera, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is with an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 85. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Game time is brought to you by Big Boys Record Service in Robinson. Good feed in the Central Texas Marketplace and Texas Truck Love of Waco. Seven thirty-four. If you're out and about this morning, drive safely. Be especially careful in and around our school zones, please. Tom Ward and Ryan, we're glad to have you with us. This is Game Time, presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. Your friend in the car business. Baylor and Kansas coming up tomorrow, eleven a.m. kick. 
We begin our our coverage at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. Uh, the uh, another big game in in conference play will be Texas and Oklahoma State. And Jeff Howe from 247 Sports joins us now, and and from uh, 104.9 The Horn. Jeff, good morning, man. We appreciate your time as always. Tom, good to talk to you guys as always. Hey, let's let's dive into this thing with with yours back. How has that changed the offense, or has it changed the way Sark runs the offense? Yeah, the biggest thing has changed, Tom, is that they've got a vertical passing game now. They're able to throw the ball down the field. They really couldn't do that with Hudson Carter. You know, Sark, Sark will tell you that the offense doesn't change all that much, but uh, you know, when Quinn Ewers is in the game, they do have the vertical game. It's, it's opened up the run a little bit more, so just, just a little more dynamic when Ewers is in the game. With Oklahoma State, is Spencer Sanders really the first mobile quarterback this defense is going to face this year? Oh, no, Ward. I mean, that, and that's kind of the problem. Uh, you know, and, and look, a quarterback that can extend plays with his legs, that, that you can have designed runs for, uh, it's kind of the X factor for any defensive coordinator. It, it's a tough egg to crack. And, uh, you know, you look at the quarterbacks Texas has faced so far this year, whether it's uh, you know, Frank Harris at UTSA, uh, Donovan Smith at Texas Tech gave him some problems. Even Hunter Deckers last week with Iowa State, uh, not so much with the design runs last week, but uh, just at times where, uh, you know, just facing a quarterback that if you're undisciplined in your rush lanes can make you pay. Uh, Texas got bit by that a little bit last week. And I think definitely you go back to the Alabama game, uh, and that's, that's what Bryce Young brought to the table, not so much the design runs, but when things break down and, and if you're not disciplined in your rush and not, not disciplined in your drops, uh, he can make you pay. But, uh, no, uh, Spencer Sanders is going to be uh, a little bit different, more, more similar to what they face with Frank Harris from UTSA, a lot more design runs. And, and that's definitely something that uh, I'm interested to see what Texas does because where Texas has been vulnerable this year defensively is really where you need to be good defending a mobile quarterback. It's right up the middle. You know, Jalen Ford's a reigning Big 12 defensive player of the week, but uh, they have had issues defending the middle of the field, defending mobile quarterbacks. So uh, eye control by linebackers and safeties this week is going to be huge for Texas. You've been to Boone Pickens. That, that's that's a crazy place to play, isn't it? Yeah, Tom, because you know they're right on top of you. Yeah, and I, you know I think it's good, even though you know there are some guys on this Texas roster that played there during the COVID year. Uh, it was a little bit different, obviously, with the stands half full or whatever they were. But I think the guys that have been there have done a really good job of telling the young guys, look, you just know what you're getting into. Uh, they're going to be right on top of you. They're going to be banging the paddles against the wall, all that stuff. And I think I think the biggest thing, though, Tom, and I don't know how you feel about it, I think the biggest thing you've got to adjust to is the field dimensions because everything is just so tight there. Uh, it's unlike any other field dimensions in the Big 12 where it seems like there's about six inches between the boundary area and the and the wall behind the bench. So uh, I think that's the biggest thing to get adjusted to is just the fact that, I mean, you talk about a crowd being right on top of you, but they, I mean, literally at Oklahoma State, they are right on top of you. What's this Oklahoma defense challenge the horns with? Well, you know, Ward, I think the big challenge for Texas is can they control the line of scrimmage? And I think for the Texas offensive line, they've done a really good job of that during this three-game winning streak. I mean, I, I keep going back to a drive late in the West Virginia game. There's about four and a half minutes left. They had an 18-point lead. 
And Sark said, look, we're not throwing the ball. We're, we're going to kill the last four and a half minutes of this clock running the football. They know we're going to run it. We need to line up and run it, and they did. Uh, and then you look what they did against Oklahoma, and look, you say what you want about Oklahoma's defense, but the fact that Texas dominated the line of scrimmage in that game speaks volumes. And then, you know, being able to run for almost 200 yards against one of the best run defenses in the country last week, that that's where the battle's going to come down. Look, Oklahoma State, if, if Texas can stay on schedule offensively, you know, Oklahoma State's got one of the worst pass defenses in the country. And, and you saw TCU, and granted, Quentin Johnson's one of the best receivers in college football, but Texas has weapons too. Jordan Whittington and Xavier Worthy. So if you, if you can just stay on schedule, I'm not saying you know, B. John Robinson's got to run for 250 yards tomorrow, uh, but if they can stay on schedule and, and not get themselves in predictable passing downs, uh, they're going to give themselves a chance to to pick on an Oklahoma State defense. Like I said, that they're, I, I don't know, know remember exactly where it is, but I know they're triple digits in pass defense right now. I know we talk about Bijan Robinson a lot, and rightfully so. We talk about yours, but talk about the offensive line and where the offensive line is at, at about the halfway point of the season. Yeah, Tom, you know, they started two, a couple of true freshmen to start the year with Kelvin Banks at left tackle, Cole Hudson at right guard. And Kelvin Banks has played. Uh, better than you, you could ever imagine a true freshman left tackle playing. Uh, that, to me, has been really where the growth has been with those two young guys. And even even Hayden Connor, left guard as a true sophomore, didn't start any games last year and didn't play a ton. So uh, that's a group that came into the year short on experience. But I think, you know, and then I think everybody that follows Texas saw this in recruiting. You know, Kyle Flood and Steve Sarkeesian, they were going to play the long game. They were going to – you know, recruit the best high school prospects they could. They figured they, they wanted to invest their resources there as opposed to going into the transfer portal and say, no, you know, the portal's going to fit needs for us elsewhere. But when it comes to the trenches, uh, you know, we're going to try to get the best high school prospects we find. And we trust ourselves as a player development program to develop these guys. I know that's been the overarching problem at Texas for the last 10, 12 years, but uh, they've done a really good job with those two young guys. I think Jake Majors as the center kind of holds that whole thing together. You know, Christian Jones has elevated his play at right tackle, but to me, it's all about the two young guys and the growth they've shown. And like I said, Kelvin Banks is a guy, I, I think Mike Gundy put it perfectly this year. He's really good. and You've got to worry about him, but I think you're probably only worrying about him for three years because I, I don't know that he's going to be at Texas uh, long after his uh, NFL draft eligibility pops up. Is this a game where Texas can break that that true road game woe for them? It needs to be hard. You know, going into the season, you know, even before we knew anything about Texas, I just felt like this was a, you know, given Steve Sarkeesian's road issues, I mean, throwing the Texas Tech loss, he's 1-5 in in true road games at Texas. Uh, He's 13-27 and as a head coach on the road. Uh, I just felt going into the year, like I said, before we knew anything about this team, it was going to be really tough, even with the bye week in between, to go to Stillwater and go to Manhattan in a three-week stretch and win both of those ball games. But now you're at the point where, look, you need to at the very least split those to give yourself a chance uh, to be in the Big 12 championship game, to be in, in, in the race in November. Um, so, yeah, they they need to, Ward, and they've got to. If they if they want to be, you know, after this, this two road trips and three-week stretch, if they want to still be in the hunt for a trip to Arlington, they, they've got to figure out how to win on the road. I thought it was interesting. You know, Sark said this week they're not changing anything. It's, he feels it's more about settling into the routine, figuring out the routine. Well, you know, the routine didn't work all that well in Lubbock, so we'll see if the, if the team is settled into it when they get to Stillwater today. A couple of teams ahead of them in the, uh, in the conference standing. So, uh, and the loser of this game has a second conference loss. So, you know, just point blank, is this a must win? You know, I've thought about that, Tom. I, I, 
I don't – I'm not ready to call it an elimination game because there's still so much ball mm-hmm. left in this conference to play. I mean, you got you know, one of TCU and K-State's going to have a loss after tomorrow. So, I mean, I, I think there's a, there's a decent shot that one of the two teams in Arlington could have three conference losses. I mean, I, I think it could be – a November where it's just mayhem and you're looking at tiebreakers and, and all kinds of stuff. Um, I, I'm not ready to say that the Big 12 this year is a great conference, but in terms of competitive balance, uh, it's as good as we've ever seen. I mean, you take a look at a team like Kansas, uh, you know, start out undefeated, you know, in the top 20 in the AP poll, uh, th- there's an outside shot. They might not make a bowl game. I mean, and I think we can all agree. I mean, Kansas is a pretty good football team. He's much improved from where they've been. So I just think it's one of those years that uh, if you have three conference losses, I think you could have a shot at the end to maybe get in. But I also think, you know, if you're if you're a team like Texas and you're sitting at the deal at the end of the deal with like an eight and four record, uh, I think you can look at that and say that's a pretty good year, just given how competitive this league is. And I could not agree with you more. Hey, Jeff, man, uh, what do you got coming up on two four seven sports? Yeah, uh, all the all the fun stuff that you usually uh, put up before game staff predictions, all that fun stuff is up on the site. I was at uh, Big 12 Basketball Media Day, so a big preview with Chris Beard and, and a team that's ranked 12th in the AP poll to start the year. Uh, and our insider piece is fun this week, just taking a, a deep dive into uh, and talking to various sources about what's led to this uh, pretty remarkable turnaround for the Texas defense, one of the worst in school history last season and uh, it is a it is a competent unit to say the least uh through through the first few games this year as always man it is great to talk to you good to visit with you and have a have a great day yep tom you guys take care we'll see you that's uh jeff howe from horns 247 sports and 1049 the horn fm it is 744 coming up next we talk with ricky thompson he breaks down the baylor kansas game we do that next right here on your first word in sports game time from espn central texas recently on game time Hang on. Tom, Ward's got the yo-yo. Go ahead, Tom. Let me All see right. it. You get it. He's going to knock himself out. <laughs> he can't even get the string on his finger. Okay, here we All go. All right, you here ready? we go. <laughs> you know, I just figured this out. This is a right-handed yo-yo. <laughs> Are you left-handed? I'm left-handed. Get that out of here. Oh, gosh. That's a right-handed no. yo-yo. You don't have right or left hands. I'm That's smart a enough right-handed to know yo-yo. that. Game time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking and savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB Your Bank for Life. Member FDIC. It's time to start prepping for your football festivities at Specs. Specs knows tailgating in Texas is serious business. And that's why we've got a seriously big selection of everything you need to turn every game into the big game. Raise your team spirits to new heights with world-class wines, craft cocktails, ice-cold beers, and enough gourmet snacks to keep your team fueled up for the season. It's tailgate season at Specs. The fun starts here. There are several big games this week in college football, including UCLA at Oregon, Texas at Oklahoma State, Mississippi State at Alabama, Kansas at Baylor, Syracuse at Clemson. Raise the bar on your next tailgate with Specs Wine Spirits and Finer Foods. The fun starts here. 
Game time, weekday 7 to 9, is your first word in local sports. I'm Amy Hunter, president of Jeff Hunter Toyota. With our state-of-the-art service and body shop, there's no need to go anywhere else. Our factory-trained technicians will take great care of you. I guarantee it. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Hahn, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at mytotaloffice.com. Are you in the market to buy or sell a home and need an agency to deliver excellent results? Camille Johnson Realtors is excited to assist you with one of the most important decisions for you and your family. Whether it be residential or farm and ranch properties, Camille and her all-star team of agents are ready to help buyers and sellers through what can be a stressful period in their lives. Enjoy the multiple listings, community and school information, and photos of the area on their website, CamilleJohnson.com. Camille Johnson Realtors is a proud supporter of Baylor Athletics. Techstar Equipment Sales is one of the only dealerships that is still family-owned and operated by a local Texan. With great customer service and a top-notch service department, they can meet all your lawn and garden needs. Need service? They can pick up and deliver and are not limited to working on just brands they carry. Techstar carries Hustler, Bad Boy, Altos, and Grasshopper Mowers, plus Echo Weed Eaters, Blowers, and Chainsaws. Techstar Equipment Sales has two locations, Waco and Marlin off Highway 6. Techstar Equipment Sales, you're not just a number, you're family. Time to talk football with Ricky Thompson, presented by Alliance Bank. All right, 748, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Time to bring in Ricky Thompson from the Baylor broadcast team and break down this Bears and Jayhawks football game. And Ricky, uh, just first of all, let's begin. Let's talk about the significance of this game with both of these teams uh, teeing it up on Saturday with with uh, having dropped their last two conference games. Well, I think in I'm going to talk in the Bears' case. How many times do we hear it's a must-win? Uh, I think this is pretty close. I think you got to get this one. You got to go to four and three. You got to even up in the conference season. Uh, about to hit a really tough stretch. So. Uh, number one, I think this football team is a lot better than three and three. Uh, they really, if you look at what they've done, they should be five and one, but should be doesn't count. So this is a must, and I'm going to be really surprised if they're not ready to play ball. Is the big matchup to you between the running game of Kansas with Devin Neal and Jason Bean being able to use his legs against that Baylor defense? Well, you know what? I don't know. I don't know because I thought uh, the passing game killed us last week, and these guys can still throw the ball. I know uh, the young quarterback that was really surprising everybody hurt, but they can still throw the ball. And I think maybe you're going to see a little bit more aggressiveness on the other side. Uh, played a lot of too high last week. I thought West Virginia really took advantage of that. I think you may see a little more pressure, even on running downs with some pressure. And uh, now there's the run blitz is good. I mean, you can get burned with it, but I just think you're going to see some more aggressiveness, aggressiveness, mix it up a little more. And 
to answer your ultimate question, yeah, they're going to have to stop the run. But we're going to have to be aware of third and five, third and six, and not give up the easy six, seven-yard throws with zone coverage, too. You mentioned third down, third and five, third and six, and then you look at the Kansas Jayhawk numbers. Ricky, this is the best team in the league and the sixth best team in the country of keeping drives alive. In their third down conversions, they're outstanding. Yeah, I know. That's why. That's what scares me. That's where I was leading. I mean, they are exceptional at it. And I thought West Virginia really had our number on third down last week. Now, <laughs> we all know there's 50,000 people in the stands coaching every Saturday and <laughs> another 50,000 at home. So it's a lot different when you're on the field and you're doing it in real time. But I just think I've got confidence that Dave Aranda will shake things up a little bit, uh, particularly defensively, uh, do some things maybe a little different coverage-wise to pressure the quarterback, pressure the running game. And we're pretty good at it. So I know when you when you lose a Jalen Petrie that comes off the corner, really, guys, I think one of the best I've ever seen at being at full speed when the ball snaps. Do you think how much talent that takes to come from the corner with a running start and almost like you know the snap count? You can't stop that. And I think that's something we miss some. Uh, I think there's some guys that have the ability to do that over there. So uh, I maybe look for some, some pressure early in this game to make Kansas adjust in both the running and passing game. For the Baylor offense, what do they have to do to be able to stay on schedule on Saturday? Well, number one, I think it's important for Blake Shapen to stay healthy. Uh, you know, that's such a – we talk about these penalties and the slide. I mean, who wouldn't lose a safety for a game to knock a quarterback out for two quarters? So I don't like the rule, number one, but I think Blake's got to stay healthy. And sometimes on that slide as well, you lose about three yards because now these guys, officials, as soon as the quarterback blinks, they run back and mark where he blinked, not really where he slid. So I, they really taken that away in some regard so it's almost better just to lay down and I think then if the secondary comes after the quarterback in that case it's going to be an obvious penalty but uh, in saying that I thought drones played well when he went in remember this guy sure wasn't expecting to come in he came in cold do a touchdown pass right after that which was really critical at the time so uh, he is very capable and I'm not scared if he's playing. But I thought offensively, uh, you put 40 points on the board with a critical turnover at one point that you could have done more. So uh, offensively, I think maybe we're finally clicking a little bit. I thought Gavin Holmes offensively really, really acquitted himself well after a couple of drops against Oklahoma State, over 200 yards receiving Right now, if you look at it, he's the guy to go to uh, in the passing game. Running game, I'm not sure Squirrel's going to play. He had a pretty good lick to the head. I'm not sure he'll be there. So you're going to have to make up for that, where you're going to have to be able to run the football and open it up. I thought Blake, the time he was in there, probably had his best game of just sitting in the pocket, finding the open guy, throwing the ball. Remember, he had 200 
294 yards at halftime. Yeah, he had a he had a, a game's worth of, of yardage at halftime. He was 326 when he when he went down. You mentioned Gavin Holmes, uh, seven for 210 and a touchdown. What did you see in the game? Why was Gavin Holmes able to to separate and and, and kind of take that leadership role at the receiver position? Well, you know what? I'll, I'll say one thing: he was running full speed. I think we've had some hesitancy there outside. And I watched Gavin when he was running that crossing route. And that takes some guts, guys. But he was flying going across the middle. That makes it really tough on either man or the zone coverage to keep up with him, to know where he is. And then after that, he was making the catch uh, in a crowd. And when you get it at full speed like that and there's just a little seam, you're gone. And I think he showed that. So... Gavin Holmes, to me, has developed right now into the go-to guy with the outside receivers. Ricky, as always, it is a pleasure, man. We appreciate it. Uh, big game tomorrow. Let's have fun. Yeah, big game tomorrow. And I'm going to go see one tonight, guys. I'm going to go see China Spring and Stephenville. So uh, I think that'll be a good one, too. I'd say get there about three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Have fun, man. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. All right, let's get a win tomorrow. There you go. Ricky Thompson uh, with our uh, breakdown of Baylor in Kansas, and it's brought to you by Alliance Bank Central Texas. 7.56, let's bring in the voice of the Bears, John Morris. He's got today's Baylor Sports Beat program. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Friday. Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, we'll look ahead at the weekend in Baylor Athletics. On homecoming on the Baylor campus, it includes Baylor and Kansas. Big 12 football tomorrow at McLean Stadium. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. During Ram Power Days at Allen Samuels, our great selection of new cars and trucks come with amazing deals and competitive financing that makes you ask, why shop anywhere else? The new 2022 Ram trucks are designed to be durable, functional, and stylish. These legendary, award-winning trucks give you that first-class feel. Luxurious leather trim seating options, exceptional legroom and storage, plus around-view camera options you'd expect from a premium truck. Come see our selection today or browse online at allensamuelsdcj.com. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Want to be part of the action live when your Baylor Bears football team takes on the Oklahoma Sooners this fall? Visit BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau and register for the chance to win a trip to see Baylor take on Oklahoma in Norman on November 5th. One lucky winner and a guest will receive round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, and tickets to the game. Register today at BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau. This exclusive experience is brought to you by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. Join us November 10th at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame in Waco for our next Lunch with a Legend, presented by Baylor Alumni Sports Outreach. Our special guests will be former Baylor women's basketball and now WNBA guard Odyssey Sims. It's Thursday, November 10th, beginning at 11.30 a.m. at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame, and tickets are available now by calling 254-710-8300. Join us as we hear from former Baylor women's basketball All-American Odyssey Sims. November 10th, presented by Baylor Alumni Sports Outreach. Now for a look at what's happening this weekend in Baylor Athletics. Here again is John Morris. 
And welcome back. It is a busy week, a busy weekend on the Baylor campus. It includes Baylor Equestrian hosting number one TCU today at noon at the Willis Family Equestrian Center. Baylor Volleyball on the road at Kansas State tomorrow at 1. Baylor Soccer back home after a 2-0 loss on the road at Texas Tech on Thursday. Soccer hosting TCU Sunday at 1 at Betty Lou Mays Field. There is also Baylor Football Home hosting the Kansas Jayhawks tomorrow at 11 a.m. inside McLean Stadium. For the Bears trying to snap out of a two-game losing skid, Coach Dave Aranda says the antidote is simple. It's just every player doing their 1-11th for a successful performance. I'm much more fond of do your 1-11th than do your job. I just feel that do your 1-11th ties you to to 10 other people, and they're counting on you to do your part as opposed to um, as opposed to the other way where it's just slowly kind of focused in on you. I think the, the tie to a team is really the strong, can be the strongest piece and also the most detrimental if you don't think they can hold up and do, and do what we're asking them to do. And so I think getting into the middle of that and, and working to come out on the other side in a positive way is where we're at. Dave Aranda and the Bears hosting Kansas tomorrow on homecoming at McLean Stadium. Our coverage here on ESPN Central Texas begins at 7 a.m. with Game Day Live. The Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show on the air at 9 a.m. It's an 11 a.m. kickoff for Baylor in Kansas here on ESPN Central Texas. Television tomorrow on ESPN2. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Talk to you tomorrow from McLean Stadium and have more Monday. I'm John Morris. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Konica Minolta, Canon, Kia Sera, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is with an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 85. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Are you frustrated with rising costs of eating out? Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House comes to the rescue. Meat Eater Monday. One meat with two sides for only $8.95. This special with beef or ribs is $9.45. Tater Tuesday. Buy a Texas tater at regular price and get the second for half price. Pork loin Wednesday. A pork loin plate for just $7.69. Try the new Porky Pig Tater with succulent pulled pork and save $3 off your order. Texas size value. Available every day from Waco's number one barbecue. Uncle Dan's Barbecue in Hewitt and in Waco. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Time to talk high school football with Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Eight oh one. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Uh, let's see. Let's let's. There's six hundred and seventy one high school football games coming up uh, this weekend, and here to break down every single one of them is Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Let's get started, Greg. Number one. <laughs> you ready to go? <laughs> let's do it. Ed, let's go. Mission versus Edinburgh Economides. Um, I love what Mission brings defensively. I think being at home gives the Eagles the help, the, the, the advantage over Econ. Over econ. Give, give me Mission. 
<laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and that's probably legit, too, by the way. Uh, we were just looking, for us in, in the Central Texas area, we're struggling to determine which is the best game because there's so many great games and so many games of significance when it comes to district championships and, and things of that nature. And I guess we kind of settled on Stephenville and China Spring, but I mean, there is a, just in this greater central Texas area, Greg, I bet there's 10 or 15 games that are just unbelievable matchups. No, you guys, this is the best regular season week of Texas high school football that we've seen in quite some time, like quite a few years um, this week and, and central Texas is ground zero. Like you guys are the epicenter of the Texas high school football world this year because, or this week, because you guys have an, an outrageous amount of, of huge games. Uh, not only like the real headliners, but then there's also this really nice kind of second layer of games that have major, you know, district championships on the line and things like that. That's what makes this week so fun. You are correct, though, that the biggest game of the week, in my opinion, is Stephenville and China Spring. Um, it's number one versus number two. It's champ. It's title for title, right? This is this is this is the ultimate warrior, the inter- intercontinental champion. Uh, you know, fighting the uh, fighting Hulk Hogan, the world champion at WrestleMania six. This is like the big matchup. Um, and they've and they've just kind of like they've lived up to the heights at this point. That's what's so amazing is that these two teams started off. I want to say one and two in our rankings and they stayed there. Uh, you know, Stephenville undefeated on the year uh, has, has looked every bit the part of, of the state champion. Uh, you know, the, the, the defense for me is a bit of a concern, but their offense, especially it sounds like they're getting quarterback Ryder Lambert back for this game. Uh, and they've got a huge offensive line and Tate Mariska, the running back. They've been great offensively going up against China spring, who has been very steady. Uh, they do have the loss, but that loss is to Parish Episcopal, which is the number one private school team in the state. And and I would compare. I mean, that's a team that has a win over Alito. So I don't necessarily, you know, that's that to me, that's a good loss in my opinion. Uh, and and what I think is amazing about China Spring is that they've answered the question of quarterback really resoundingly. Um, you know, they 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 lose the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year in Major Bowden. They replace him with Cash McCollum, the, the the transfer from Wimberley. They've kind of adjusted the offense a little bit, and and it's it's been it's been working a charm. Plus, they've got, the, in my opinion, the superior defense in this game, which is look, this is everything you want. This is heavyweight stuff. This is really, and also, by the way, it wouldn't be a surprise if this is the first of two meetings between these two teams because they could see each other in the playoffs as well. It is. It is a slam bang affair going on in China Spring tonight, and I cannot wait to, to watch it go down. I'm going to be a little selfish here, Greg. The mm-hmm. district championship up for grabs at a game I'm going to be at Temple and Harker Heights. That's that is a perfect example of that game that's probably flying under the radar because there are so many just huge headline games that suddenly, in a lot of weeks, Temple and Harker Heights would be one of the you know one of the, the headline games of the week. But because of this week. It just kind of flies under the radar, and it kind of gets like undercard status. But this game's fascinating. You know, uh, this is this is kind of butted into a nice rivalry of late, and it's been kind of it's been really competitive. Um, a, a lot of this, I think, comes down to for for Temple, can they figure things out offensively? Last week, they they kind of scuffled a little bit, found a way to win. Um, you know, they ended up turning to Tory in York and said, you know, uh, put the cape on, my friend, and, and he did. Um, they, they've got to find that offense going, going up against this Harker Heights team that like, there's no secret. Like this isn't, 
there, there's no mystery to what Harker Heights is going to do. They're going to turn, they're going to hand the ball to Rashawn Sanford 40 times. Like he's, he's just, he's the hammer. He's the hammer and he wants to make the temple the nail. And that is what is going to be really fascinating. Can this outstanding front seven for temple hold up for four quarters against this grinding rushing attack for Harker Heights with a district title on the line. This game's in Killeen at Buckley Stadium. I think that gives, uh, that gives uh, Harker Heights a little bit of an edge in that one. But I also think that if you're talking about playmakers, you know, Temple's probably got the more diverse group of playmakers there. So it is a really interesting matchup with a district title on the line uh, that is going to be real, really exciting stuff, I think, tonight. You said something that uh, we've talked about a little bit uh, this week. And in, in some of these matchups tonight, very well could be previews of regional championships down the road, uh, West Grandview, Mark Wortham, um, you know, Franklin Lorena, and, and of course, China and Stephenville. I mean, those really could be previews to regional championship games. There's a handful of those across the state, you know, and, and elsewhere, Shiner Refurios this week, which is another wow. game that they've met, in the, they've met in the regional, they've met in the playoffs, I want to say, three the last three years as well. So there's also one of the things that we, we talk about with something like this is how much gamesmanship goes into this. How much do you show how, how vanilla is your game plan? Or do you go out there and say, look, we got to play the game as in front of us. We're going to throw everything out there. Or do you put everything on tape? And these coaches, like these coaches know the score. They understand that, um, that like, you know, uh, you look at Sterling Doty at, at Stephenville. Sterling Doty at Stephenville understands that there's a pretty decent chance that he's going to see Steve or China spring down the road. And do you want to show your entire playbook to them knowing full well that in five weeks you might be playing them again. Six weeks you might be playing them again. That's a really interesting kind of dilemma there because on one hand you want to win a district championship and you, you don't want to feel like you held anything back. But on the, at the same time, this game is an important game but not the most important game. you got another game next week regardless. In six weeks you won't. So that's, that's another thing to just – another just little kind of – added bonus added flavor to this week that there's a little bit of uh of a strategy that i think that has to go into the way that these coaches game plan for their opponents were you uh, a little bit surprised with denton guyer and allen last night um yes yes and no so i thought guyer was going to win i think guyer presents a really really stark matchup problem for for uh for Allen which is Allen's secondary is very young and Geyer has a flamethrower at quarterback in, uh, in 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 Jackson Arnold who put on a show last night and and was really really sharp uh you know throwing the ball out there and the the receiver core for uh for Geyer is really good and if they were not going to get to Jackson Arnold and they were and the offensive line was not going to pressure him uh, then I thought that there was a chance that he could really carve them up because other quarterbacks who, in my opinion, are not as talented as Jack Arnold have already carved up Allen over the course of the year. And that presents an existential problem, I think, uh, for, for, the, uh, for the Eagles going forward. What is surprising is the margin. Uh, that's the worst loss for Allen in 25 years. Oh, um, they haven't. Yeah, they, the last time they lost a game that bad, they lost 71 nothing to Garland in 1997. Um, that's, that's, that's the last time it's been a while that they don't, they just don't get blown out. There've been games where they've been kind of, 
non-competitive. They go back even earlier this year, the game against St. John Bosco. There were a couple of years where South Lake Carroll really just took them to the woodshed and they beat them by like 35 or something like that. As far as a 42-point margin, it's the largest mark of victory uh, in, in a quarter century. And, and I think it speaks to both teams. I think it speaks to the fact that I think Geyer's really good, and I think I'm going to be on the short list of teams to win the Division II state championship. Uh, and I also think that it, it speaks to the fact that Allen is uh, – there's a problem there at Allen, and it, it, it's in the secondary, and there are other quarterbacks down the road when the playoffs roll around that, and you're going to have an opportunity uh, perhaps to feast on that, on that Allen defense because last night, last night they, they, looked, uh, they did not look like a championship-caliber defense. Franklin Arena, this, <laughs> you know, where if you're oh, living yeah. in Central Texas, where are you going tonight? You know, China Spring, uh, Stephenville, or or you know, Lorena Franklin. I mean, you know, that's that's kind of the dilemma around here. But man, what a great game this is going to be as well. It's it's another it's another matchup of state champions, like the other matchup of state champions. I w- I would need to look, and it'd be hard to to figure it out. But I really can't remember a day in which you had two matchups of defending state champions. Um, they're certainly few and far between. This is, this is in many ways, like this is a solar eclipse of Texas high school football. Like everything has to come together at the right time. And it's tonight. Um, Franklin Lorena is fascinating. You know, Lorena does have the two losses, but I think that the, the Cameron Yo loss is a little concerning simply because they kind of got out, outgunned by, by a, by a high powered uh, Cameron Yo offense. Uh, the other one's to China Spring. China Spring's bigger than them. China Spring's really good. I don't, I don't put a lot of stock in that. Um, but this is, of course, they've got that guy, the Baylor commit in, in, in Jaden Porter. Every time you call his number, it's a good play. Like, that's just, just keep doing that. Uh, and I do think that really, for the most part, their defense has been pretty strong with a couple of hiccups here and there. I would categorize Franklin as a team that's unbeaten but not unbeatable. Um, they, they, I don't know if they are as good as they were last year, but that's a really high bar and probably an unfair bar. Uh, but, but I think you saw last week uh, their, their win over, over Troy, what makes them such a challenge, challenge to play. And that is, this is because of the explosive weapons they have in the backfield, because of Bryson Washington and because of, of guys like uh, Jaden Jackson. You have to defend them for 48 minutes. You have to play almost Super, you have to say it, play super sound defense for 48 minutes because if you make one wrong step, they will trap you and they will go 80. And they're the faster team. They're the, I think they're the fastest team in 3A Division One. And and so that is the challenge for Lorena is, uh, and it's really the challenge for anybody playing Franklin is to make sure that their big gains are seven yards and not 70 because they have got big time weapons that will go the distance on every touch. And so that's the real challenge. Uh, for I think for Lorena is their defense is going to get tested in a re, in, in a in a big way uh, by some some playmakers that are that have the ability to to go the distance with every touch. West Grandview. Mm. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's also <laughs> um, I told you guys like this is the, this is this is a, a pretty unparalleled week of games. West and Grandview is fascinating uh, for, for a number of reasons. You know, West coach David Woodard's bunch has done a, uh, has, has, I think really done a great job this year of establishing their identity. They're, they're a big defensive team. And then they kind of got that, that rush rushing attack, um, which is just classic David Woodard. I don't know if their defense is as good as it has been last year, but again, I think that's an unfair bar. I do think their offense is a little bit better, maybe a little bit more explosive. Going up against Grandview, a team that uh, I think has the single individual best win on the resume, which is they have the only win over Malakoff this year. But here's they've got they've got the playmaker on the outside in Case English, uh, who is capable of taking over the game. 
Here's the interesting thing about both these teams is that that district, God love them, that district is bad. That district is really bottom heavy. And so they have been playing teams that they are way better than for six weeks. They have not played anybody, not just in their weight class, but that can see their weight class from where they're sitting uh, in, in a month and a half. And so what happens when these teams suddenly and like importantly have to stand on the gas pedal because they're going from zero to 100 this week. I want to say like, Grandview played like Dallas inspired vision last week and and beat them like 89 to nothing or something like that's, that's just what they've been doing uh, over the past six weeks. Now they're going to play a super competitive game against a super physical ball club. What happens? And that's really interesting to me. You mentioned Cameron a minute ago. We have to. It's the Battle of the Bell. And I realize Rockdale's two and five, but this is such an important game for both of these communities. This is this is one of those classic throw the record books out because uh, the Battle of the Bell is 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 a real it's a real special rivalry and it's a real just you know this is this means a lot to those communities. You hit the nail on the head and and so yeah, right now Cameron is the better team. Like that's there's there's I don't think any doubt about it. Their offense has been great. We we really do need to talk about the the job that Rick Rhodes is doing there and, and kind of reviving that program uh in and getting them back on in their winning ways. They've they've been a very dangerous offense. Rockville, I think, has figured it out more recently, but I still think they're the underdog in this game. But we have seen great Rockdale teams lose to mediocre Cameron Yo teams in this game. And we've seen the the inverse. Uh, I mean, we've seen everything in this rivalry. So this is this is really it's such a cliche, but it is you you this game you, like you don't even this is such a singular event in their season that like you can do all the prep work you want and it doesn't matter because they're just going to go out there and it's going to be whoever can feel the moment bigger uh, be better and, and and understand it better. Um, and it like Yo's your favorite. Yo's an understandable favorite. Yo's, in my opinion, a clear favorite. That's why Rockdale's probably going to win. Like that's just that's the way that this series tends to go. Final final thought uh, on a game for you, uh, and I think we have to talk about this one. I think it's kind of cool. Uh, University in, is going to host Leander Rouse over at Waco ISD Stadium. A Trojan win, they get into the playoffs for the first time since I think '09. So uh, this is for Kent Lasseter's team. This is this is an Im- important football game. Oh, absolutely. And I, I, you hit the nail on the head. They haven't been to playoffs in, in more than you know 12 years. And what Kent Laster has done there at university is one of the best coaching jobs in the state. I mean, to, to take a program that was not just down, but like down bad. I mean, this is a, this is a program that, that hasn't, uh, that really hasn't even sniffed, sniffed competitiveness in a long, in a long time. They haven't had a winning season since 2009. I mean, they, they, this has been one of those programs that a lot of teams, when they're in their district, you would pencil them in as just a, a win. That's not the case anymore. What I think is, is impressive about them is that, that it starts on the defensive side. I think their defense is so much better than it has been in past years where they've just kind of getting been getting trucked. I mean, last year in, in Kent Lasser's first year, they gave up 53 points a game. And now suddenly they are a team that can play a little bit of defense and, and they, they, they found some, some weapons on the outside to, to, to push it down the field. That would be, a, it's a remarkable story. What's going on at university. They are they're They're, they're one of those. That's a perfect example of a, a program that like, 
they're all due respect. They're probably not winning a state championship this year, but you want to talk about an unmitigated, huge throw a parade success of the season. Like they've already had it. And, and if they were to, to get into the playoffs tonight, that would just be that cherry on top and, and proof of concept that what Kent Laster is doing there is, is, is working and that the, the best is yet to come there. It's, it's really impressive. And, and I'm, I'm excited to see uh, if they can pull it off and, and get that win. And, and uh, I, I tend to think they're going to. Greg, uh, let's let's talk about TexasFootball.com. What do you guys got uh, going on at TexasFootball.com? Yeah, of course, it's it's a massive week of games across the state of Texas. Uh, you know, we didn't even mention. You know, I'm calling you from uh, McAllen, Texas, right now, down the Rio Grande Valley. We were down here for a little bit of Rio Grande Valley action last night. Some of our staff is staying behind for the Battle of the Arroyo, San Benito, and Harlingen tonight, which is one of the great rivalries in Texas high school football. Uh, you know, we, we didn't even mention the fact that Alito and Dan Ryan is on the slate tonight. I mean, there's just massive games everywhere you look. So we've got you covered every step of the way at TexasFootball.com. And uh, again, the show coming up tonight uh, on Valley Sports, uh, you guys are going to have wall-to-wall highlights as well. Yeah, we'll have six. We'll have six, uh, you know, uh, hours of live Texas high school football stuff for you. Uh, kind of whip around coverage of, of the biggest games. And, and this is this is the week to lock in. You know, that's. What is fun about this time of year um, is that you've got you you've got kind of the casuals who are checking in, who are like, "All right, I think I'm going to start paying attention to high school football." And this is quite the week uh, to do it. You know, we're going to have reporters all over the state, uh, including we're going to be at Stephenville in China Spring, and we're going to be at Franklin and Lorena uh, tonight. So it's it's a massive uh, night of high school football, and we're going to have six hours of live coverage on Valley Sports Southwest. As always, it's a pleasure. Have a great day. All right, take care, guys. We'll see you. That's Greg Tepper, uh, managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, 820. Coming up uh, at the bottom of the hour, Kyle Yeomans will join us and talk Cowboy football. We'll do that for you in just a couple of minutes. We are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend of the car business. And we're brought to you by Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with a, a new location just a few weeks away over at Loop 340 next door to Busby Feed and Seed. But right now, they continue to serve you at their two great locations down in Bryan and at 913 South Loop Drive in Orchard Lane here in Waco. They're open Monday through Friday from 730 until 5 and Saturdays from 8 until noon. And you can always uh, check them out 24-7 at PioneerBoys.com. Don't forget they deliver and they unload and they've got it all going on for you at Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Uh, they built their reputation one customer at a time they offer the best in custom metal buildings residential metal roofing they carry all sizes of pipe from one half inch to 24 inches and uh, if you're uh, building a uh, metal building or a barn dominium and you're you're looking for a contractor to kind of guide you through the process and, and maybe get you started well pioneer steel and pipe can help you find the best contractor for your particular project it's pioneer steel and pipe and again you can check them out 24 7 pioneerboys.com the west coaches show with david woodard is brought to you by bush's chicken chevy of west citizen state bank sakura ford west feed and west rentals coach coming off an 89 to nothing win over maypro last friday night this is the game where all three phases of your team just played outstanding i've never heard of this before you but you scored four defensive touchdowns and two special teams touchdowns in the first half you know, it was one of those things that uh, uh, it seemed like everything that we, that we did went right, and, and a lot of things that they did just didn't go their way. And so, uh, you know, it, it was it was a unique game. But you know, it's just give credit to our kids. Uh, you know, they've they've gotten better and they've worked hard. 
uh, each and every week, and, and staff has put them in a, in a situation to be successful. And, uh, you know, the things worked out for us well on Friday night. Continuing district play tonight on the road against a very good state-ranked Grandview team. Talk a little bit about Grandview offensively, another spread team. Yeah, you know, and they're, they're really good, man. They they uh, they make you defend the field uh, vertically, horizontally. They they got an unbelievable player in number thirteen, Case in English, that uh, you know can do anything with the football when he gets it in his hands. And uh, you know, their O line does a great job of, of of doing what they need to do in a run game. And so, uh, man, it, it's uh, them offensively. It's going to be a huge task for us defensively to make sure that uh, you know we contain all the playmakers that they have. What about defensively for them? Defensively, they're they're one of those three three stack teams that breaks pressure and, and and you know plays some man coverage and and really takes what you do well away. And so uh, we've got to make sure offensively that uh, uh, we do our job, do our assignment. We we continue to get better throwing the football like we have the last couple of weeks uh, to be able to keep those guys uh, from just cramming the box down on us. And so uh, you know it, it's going to be a, a a huge week of workout for us. Make sure that we got everything taken care of and. Uh, you know, hopefully uh, we'll, we'll take care of Monday through Thursday and it, it leads us to a good Friday night. ESPN Central Texas. Hi, Leo Pacheco again for Chevy of West, where truck season has been extended, which means big savings to you when you find new roads to Chevy of West, home of Silverado City or ChevyofWest.com. If you're looking for a certified pre-owned car, truck, or SUV, find new roads to Chevy of West for our biggest savings of 2022. Hi, Leo Pacheco again, and for more, please visit ChevyofWest.com. Chevy of West. Early each morning, as we turn on the lights and heat up the fryers, then prepare the food, the owners of Bush's Chicken are working for you. Our owners are husbands and wives, sisters and brothers. We are family, and we take joy in our family serving your family. Before you end your day, we hope you'll stop by. Bush's Chicken, simply the best. Citizen State Bank is excited about Central Texas high school sports and is glad to be part of so many outstanding communities. Citizens has 10 branches to serve you, including Buffalo, Centerville, Clifton, Dawson, Grosbeck, Hubbard, Itasca, Teague, West, and Whitney. If you are one of their valued customers, they say thank you for your business. If you are looking for a bank where you are more than a number, check them out at CitizenStateBankTX.com. Members' children participate in many school activities. This gives Citizen State Bank a vested interest in the lives of these students. They wish all of the student athletes, cheerleaders, and band and drill team members a year of success. Whether you're a bison, tiger, cub, bulldog, goat, jagger, wampus, cat, lion, trojan, or wildcat. Know that Citizen State Bank supports and appreciates your hard work. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. The next time you need to rent or buy heavy equipment, remember West Rentals. At West Rentals, you'll find scissor lift, ditch switch, sky track, storage crates, skid steers, backhoe, power washer, jackhammer, jumping jack, and concrete trowels. Their goal is to meet all your needs from small jobs to large contracts. Locally owned and operated, West Rentals, 226 West Oak Street in West and at westrental.net. 
This is Eric Sakura at Sakura Family Ford with my favorite cousin, Clint Sakura. Thanks, Eric. You've seen us on our TV commercials over the years, but our dads are always doing the talking. Now it's finally our turn to invite you to come see us for your next vehicle. Wait, hold on, Eric. Do you think there's a reason that we only get to talk on the radio? Uh, probably because the grandkids are cuter on TV. That's true. Take the Sakura exit in West and come see us at Sakura Family Ford where our, our family, family makes the, the difference. difference. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced Leveling Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Mission Golf Cars, and Asco Equipment in Belton. All right, day 26. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We were just, uh, Ward was just explaining to, to Stephanie. Oh, no, he wasn't. How, <laughs> how hamburger were. meat is made. You were. <laughs> yeah. It comes from a cow. <laughs> oh, let's don't even go there. What What do you got for us this morning? Okay, so there's a point to this story. So yesterday afternoon, I was walking down our hallway to our sister station where Ryan was sitting. And I was like, God, it smells like baby diapers back here. So we started talking what? about, wait, hang on, yeah. We started talking about toilet paper. So I'm like, I wonder how much toilet paper is used out there in the sports world. Well, I came across this store. Sports world? Yes. Like the players, how much toilet paper? Or how many? How much toilet paper is going to be used like during the World Series? Hang toilet on, I got, I got a point to this. <laughs> so, I found this story. We know who Von Miller is, a linebacker for the Bills, right? Mm-hmm. So, during training camp, he was being interviewed by Peter King from NBC Sports, and he was saying he was a little homesick, you know, leaving L.A. and coming to Buffalo, but that he made a statement about, you know, they're staying in a dorm room, and the toilet paper isn't that great. So what happened? The what? What do they call the Bill, mafia? Bill's mafia. Bill's mafia started but, sending him. Do, do you know where he's from? Somewhere in the United States. <laughs> he's he's from, from L.A. No, no, he's not. He's from DeSoto. Oh yeah, because he played at Texas A&M. That's right. He played at Texas A&M. I do remember that. There you go. So, anyways, so now the fans are sending him toilet paper. Baby wipes, all kinds of different brands. And I just thought that was like, he can never, you know, if there's a shortage of toilet paper, let's call Von Miller. He has it. (laughs) And then during the Super Bowl, 90 million people will flush the toilet during the halftime show. Why are y'all looking and staring? I mean, I think that's hilarious. Hey, help me explain (laughs) to me how we're going to get these three minutes of our lives back. (laughs) <laughs> this is great fun facts. These, this will like keep you smiling rest of the day when you think about Von Miller <laughs> and the toilet paper and Super Bowl. Now, here's this. They say 90 million will flush during the halftime show. Mm-hmm. That's I guess that's just if you don't like the talent. So if you like the talent, I'm thinking that's going to double. But here's the deal. Check with your city. Y'all take turns flushing because you want to keep your pipes clean. <laughs> I'm serious. And then check with your city. Yeah, like your county. <laughs> you mean call them and say, "Is it okay for me to flush today?" Well, I mean, just don't your whole household flush at the same time during the halftime show. It could like clog up our pipes in the sewage system. It could. Where do you live? I live in the country. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just letting you know. And also, this is what Not, I found out. Ugh. You can go to Etsy.com. And Google or get on Etsy and search Mama's Hot Mess. 
And, you, and there's a picture of you? No. <laughs> you can actually <laughs> order custom toilet paper with your team's logo on it. That's what y'all are getting from me from Christmas. Oh, great. <laughs> Wouldn't you want your opponent's yeah, that's what I was logo? Thinking. Give me some. Well, that's bagels. true. That's good. Okay. But I'll pump. Yeah. Okay, so y'all let me know who you don't like, and that's what you're getting for Christmas is toilet paper. <laughs> Thank you, Steph. Starting to think about this segment a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, anyways, if you run out of toilet paper, call Von Miller. So he's getting shipments of toilet paper. Yes, from- they're saying like all different brands, organic, go green toilet paper, baby wipes. He he needs it for his new house. <sighs> just saying. Housewarming. Housewarming <laughs> gift. There you go. Well, happy Friday. Y'all have fun. T- uh, thank you. Thanks. <laughs> I think. Uh, that's Stephanie 90 from South. Million. 90 million people will flush the toilet during the Super Simultaneously. Bowl I don't know. Let's all call each other. Hey, let's all flush the toilet at the same time. I don't know. I don't know 90 million people. I don't either. I don't barely even know nine. <laughs> <laughs> that claim you. Oh, you're real funny, Tom. <laughs> Bye. All right. Go sell something. Go sell something. All right. It is 831. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, Stephanie. And coming up next, Kyle Yeomans. We'll talk some... Cowboy football with us. We'll do that next year on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor University does homecoming better than any school in the nation. And the centerpiece of homecoming weekend is the Bears hosting the Kansas Jayhawks at McLean Stadium this Saturday. 9 a.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 11 a.m. kickoff with John, JJ, and Ricky. It's Baylor and KU this Saturday on the banks of the Brazos here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving regionally inspired Texas-style craft drinks, offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. At Texas Truck Love, our prices are so low, they are scary. Just ask our competitors. Texas Truck Love is Waco's only authorized installer of cat skin leather and best in industry, Aaliyah leather, as well as your best source for hard-to-find original manufacturer parts. Unlike the other shops in town where interiors take a backseat to accessories and tent, Texas Truck Love specializes in interiors. They offer a wide variety of services, including OEM seat repair, new leather upholstery, and aftermarket accessories, all at competitive prices. Texas Truck Love is just a Texas two-step away, located at 4793 South University Park Drive. Check them out at texastrucklove.com or give them a call at 254-313-2946 and ask about their financing options. And remember, Texas Truck Love loves your truck as much as you do. And our prices are so low, they're scary. Just ask our competitors. Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. 
CNO Fencing Company, located in Clifton, can take care of all of your farm and ranch fencing needs. This family-owned and operated business is committed to quality workmanship and friendly service. They can do it all. Pipe fencing, high fence, work pens, net wire, barbed wire, and more. Serving Bosque County and the surrounding counties. Call today for a free estimate, 254-722-3353. That's 254-722-3353. Or check them out at cofencingtx.com. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MayaFuels.net. That's MayaFuels.net. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. It's 835. This is game time. Your first word in sports. Remember, you can catch catch all of the program. If you miss something, you can go to SyntexSportsFan.com. That's SyntexSportsFan.com. We've got the, uh, the podcast. We'll have the podcast up. Almost immediately after the program. Let's uh, talk some Cowboys football. Cowboys in Detroit coming up Sunday at noon, 11 a.m. right here on ESPN Central Texas. And from the Cowboy broadcast team, we welcome in Kyle Yeomans. Kyle, good morning. How are we this this lovely Friday? Good morning, and uh, I am fantastic. It, it feels like the season is starting to get to the point where it's flying by. Uh, everybody's in a bit of a groove. You've kind of got everything down. I mean, it's week nine of Texas high school football. Who had that one uh, coming up this fast? But yeah, it's been it's been good so far. All right, uh, real quick, let's let's start. And we talked a little bit about this throughout the week. Uh, and I know somebody asked Mike McCarthy if he felt like this was a trap game. I, I don't necessarily think it's a it's a trap game. But do you worry about a one and four Detroit team? maybe with their backs squarely against the wall, coming out swinging like mad against the Cowboys on Sunday. Is, is that a concern at all? Yeah, I think it is. Uh, and I don't think trap game. I think you're correct. I don't think that's really the what should be the go-to term for this. But a, a team that is a little bit desperate in Detroit. I mean, Detroit has put up some offensive numbers. They've been fantastic on that side of the football they just haven't been able to play any defense. And because of that, they're one and four. They've got a coach that they feel really, really good about with Dan Campbell. And they they, they fight for Dan Campbell. And you can see that uh, week in and week out. But if if you're not careful on the Cowboys' side of things, you could have a relapse of, of what you had 
with Denver last year. I mean, you think about that game. It was a Sunday night football game the week before. Yes, you won it uh, with, with the Vikings and Cooper Rush starting in that ball game. But then you come off of a high emotional, a high profile win, uh, much like you just came off of a high profile loss in a primetime game in Philly. Uh, and you get your quarterback back. Both of those games, both of those weeks, you have Dak Prescott returning to action, uh, and you're really excited. You're hyped up about that. But then what happens? Then you turn around and you lose to a team that you shouldn't lose to. Last year it was the Denver Broncos. This year you're trying to avoid uh, losing that game to the, the, the Lions. Do you think it might take a little bit for Dak to get back in the groove, or do you feel good about what you've seen in practice from him? Uh, yeah, we've, we've only been able to see a little bit of practice, unfortunately. I mean, that's just kind of the, the downside of the regular season. But based off of what we've seen, and especially off of the throwing session that he had up in Philadelphia on Sunday, I mean, he looks good to go. He looks like he can push it downfield. He's got a little extra zip on, the, on his throws, and he's actually uh, – he looks like he's ready to go. That's, that's the best thing about it. Now, uh, whether or not he has to get into the group because of the timing of his receivers. That's, that's really the biggest question mark at the moment. How much is it going to take uh, for him and CeeDee Lamb and him and Jalen Tolbert or Michael Gallup or whoever is out there uh, to get into a groove because he hasn't had that time with these guys. So he, the only time he's had has been in a limited form of practice a couple days this week. Uh, to get ramped up and ready to go. So there may be a little bit of rust, but I think overall Dak Prescott's rest should be good uh, good to go come Sunday to be a full go against Detroit. You know, there's a lot of conversation with the quote-unquote experts, the talking heads or whatever the case may be, that the reason Cooper Rush and this football team was successful is because the, the, the game plan and the play calling was exactly how this was exactly how the team was designed to play the, the the way the team was constructed is the way that they they've game planned and called the game a do you buy into that and b if that's the case do we see the same type of game plan and play calling when Dak gets back because it does match the personnel uh, I think it does to a certain extent uh, this the play calling certainly had its ups uh, during the Cooper Rush at least the, the Cooper Rush era, I guess you could say. I hate even saying that because he's still on the football team. But it, whenever Rush was the starter, Kellen Moore had to simplify things, and you could see that. He simplified it. He stuck with the run. He allowed for the offensive line to find a rhythm, and in doing so, allowed for Cooper Rush to find a rhythm. But over the last couple games, you've seen just how much you can be limited with Cooper Rush at quarterback. And I'm not necessarily saying uh, – He's at a level pegging with Dak Prescott, but Dak Prescott has so much, uh, so much of a, a higher opportunity to open up the field and a higher capability to open up the field is what I was looking for. If he's able to open up the field better, then let him. Uh, then let him try and establish a, a, a passing game on the outside because then it'll open up the run. You can't be running against eight, uh, seven, and eight man boxes all the time. Uh, with Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard, even as much as that has worked in the past, uh, allow for the outside game to set up the run, and then vice versa. It's that complementary football we always talk about. So I, I think there's a way that it stays the same in some regards, but in others, let Dak Prescott do what Dak Prescott does, and that's 
throw the deep ball. That's that's read a defense against the blitz. That's do all these different things with play action and, and, and different elements of the offense. If you can allow him to be successful uh, the way that Dak Prescott has been throughout his career, then I think this offense is even going to be better than what it has been over the last couple of weeks. How do you think the Cowboys defensive line matches up against the Lions? Oh, I think it matches up really well. Uh, this is a, a Lions front that, it, it, at least to this point in the season, has played well. They've only given up the seven sacks. Uh, they've, they've been able to protect Jared Goff. There's been pressures, and there's been leakage on that offensive line from time to time. They've got some youth up there, uh, but they've done a good job of protecting Jared Goff. However, they have not seen the Dallas Cowboys front seven. That is not the case. They have not seen uh, a team as nasty as the, the Cowboys have been up front this season and that's been such a fun bright spot to watch of this team so far and I, I think this is another opportunity for them to just show how strong they really are because they, they played well against Philadelphia but they, they really got bullied in the second half especially in the ground game uh, this is a chance for them to really show that they they have some improvement in the run defense and, and can continue to get after the pass rush it's a noon game uh, and I know that you know there's noon games all over the place but this is a cowboy team <laughs> that doesn't play a lot of noon games anymore. And, and, and mm-hmm. we understand it's, you know, it's Sunday night, it's Monday night, it's 325 in the in that number one window. Uh, how does that affect this team? I, I know that the day starts a lot earlier, but, I mean, how does does, does it affect them at all when they play a, a noon game as opposed to 325? Uh, I don't think it affects them as much at home as it does on the road because you're right, it does make for an earlier day. Uh, but at least you don't have to travel before and you have to get up from the hotel and do this, that, and the other. I mean, this, this is just get to the stadium as soon as you can get to the stadium and then work from there. Uh, I, I really I don't think it affects it too much. These guys are used to it, like you said. Uh, even though they, they play five or six primetime games a year and most of the other games are at 325, they've played new games previously, and, and, and they will continue to do so throughout the season. I mean, even next week, is a noon kickoff at AT&T Stadium as well. So I, I don't think it affects them too much, but if there was a, a downturn to it, I really do think it's it's the early start and just making sure that you're up and ready and, and fired up uh, for a noon kickoff. And then sometimes the sun, of course, at AT&T Stadium can become a factor in the late afternoon. If it's shining in the right spot and it goes right through those windows, things can get uh, tough on a team from time to time. But usually that's more 325 than it is the, the new kickoffs. Big game tomorrow for your Mean Green as they take on UTSA at two thirty kickoff. Oh yes, Ward, that's what I really want to talk about. Come on now, you know how this is, and go Mean Green. That's a huge game. I mean, they're both undefeated in conference USA play, and then you've got uh, got Austin Ani who's been throwing the football okay. I mean, he's been giving it up, but it's really the ground attack that's been rolling for that North Texas team going up against a good defensive front for the Roadrunners. I, I think that's a good game, but, uh, man, they, they've got to get that one because they didn't turn around and travel to Western Kentucky, who is the other top team in, in the conference at the moment. If they can win one of those two games, they're feeling pretty good going down the stretch. I'm going to take you back to the Cowboys for just a second. Uh, <laughs> Are you sure, Tom? Yeah, sure I think so. Talk more mean green. I, I think I, I think I want to talk about the, the guys with the star on their helmet. Uh, okay. Cavante Turpin, uh, obviously having a doing a terrific job in punts and kicks. Is there a place for him in in the offense other than returning punts and kicks and special teams? He was there last week. 
You know, that's it's really funny that you asked that because uh, we've got a, a podcast coming up at nine uh, that we're recording, and that's one of my questions to to the panel is where is Cavante Turpin uh, in terms of being a receiver? Because you've seen some of the weaponry as as a return man. My goodness, his speed and his vision as a return man is unmatched. He's he's one of the best in the NFL right now. And he's proven that he leads the NFL in punt return average and kick return average. He's going to break a punt pretty soon. Uh, it just depends on what week he's able to do so. Uh, as, on the opposite side of things, though, he really hasn't seen a whole lot of time as a wide receiver and in the offensive formation, whether that's because he, he joined camp late and he didn't get to learn the playbook well enough. I don't think that should be a factor as much anymore. Uh, but I think they need to get him involved in, in the passing game get him some of those underneath routes, allow him to have yards after the catch, get the ball in space on maybe a screen and let somebody block it up for him on the outside. I think there's a lot of opportunity there that, that Dallas is just barely getting a chance to tap into. If he does get an opportunity, uh, I'd be happy. Uh, but if it doesn't work out, then that's one of those things that's a, a low risk, high reward because they'll just scrap that play and let him continue to be a, a high-quality, borderline elite return man. All right, I'll stick with the Cowboys. <laughs> really, though, I mean, oh, this game man. this thing, game does should not have much shine to it, really. In, in all honesty, I know it's an NFL game, but the Lions are not very good at all, Kyle. This should be an easy win for the yeah. Cowboys. It should be, and and I think if it's not, then people are going to have their their. If the, their, if it's not, uh, it's a problem. Yeah, that's that's kind of the biggest thing, and it's it's interesting because it is highly anticipated on one side, but for a, an individual reason, it's highly anticipated for the Cowboys because they get their quarterback back, Dak Prescott's back in the fold. Uh, if if they didn't get Dak Prescott back, then yeah, this is just another Sunday at the office then you, you don't want that to lead to a letdown. That's that's my biggest concern. Because if you come in and you overestimate, or excuse me, underestimate the Lions, uh, I think you're going to be in a world of trouble because they can run the football. And they can't. Goff's been throwing it and, and taking care of it all season long. Uh, if they put him in a position uh, where he can be successful, the, the Cowboys – for them to get off to a hot start because the Lions, whenever they come up and they see the Cowboys, it's always a big game. Plus, they're desperate like Tom talked about. So if it's a close game and if it's a game that's not a win for the Cowboys, I can see the thought process of, oh, my gosh, the sky is falling. Dak Prescott comes back and we're losing these football games. That's that's certainly going to be a talking point. But at the same time, don't overlook the Lions or else that could become a reality. Kyle, are you uh, are you hanging out with Nate Newton again this weekend? I am. We get started at 11 a.m. Central Time on uh, and on TXA 21. I believe that reaches down to the Waco area. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we we get started at 11 a.m. It's me, Nate, Isaiah Stanback, and Barry Church. We'll give you the pregame coverage and then postgame shows, Cowboys OT and Cowboys Game Night on Valley Sports Southwest and the Dallas Cowboys Television Network. As always, Kyle, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Appreciate you guys. Talk to you soon. All right. That's uh, Kyle Yeoman from the Dallas Cowboys. 849. Stay with us. There's more to come here on game day. Game time. Sorry. (laughs) Either or. (laughs) On the morning show, your first word in sports. Potato, potato. Yeah. 
The Robinson Coaches Show, brought to you by Brazos Golf and Battery Center, Frontier Waste Solutions, Rocket Cafe, and Triple S Sports. Coach, coming off a 65-23 loss to Madisonville last Friday night in district play, this was a close game going into halftime, and you actually came out on the first drive of the second half and scored. Then some mistakes in the second half really cost you. Yeah, you know, it was. It was a really tight game. I feel like it can be that way in our district on every Friday night. We had a tight game there, second half. We come out and we score first possession and made it a one-score game. Um, right before half, we had gotten stuffed inside the five or else we were looking at possibly a tie game right there. But after that, we had a uh, we had a couple things that happened um, that, that kind of caused the momentum to swing on us. And a couple of a couple of special teams blunders, to be honest with you, that we have we got to get corrected. And if it if it's one of those things where the momentum it it swung, and when it did, it it was just one of those nights where it was hard to get it back, and we felt like we were fighting uphill for a while. And uh, kids were trying really really hard to make a play, and sometimes that got the best of us. Now you have the bye this week before you finish district play against Gatesville and Conley. Talk a little bit about the bye week and your approach to it. Yeah, so we are um, we're really really honing in and focusing in on us. You know, where's the games that we've lost this year have been a lot of self-inflicted wounds there. So we're cleaning up a lot of those areas and trying to trying to make sure we're sound in those areas. Because the bottom line is, is we still have a chance here in our season to control some things, and um, we have we have to focus on us in order to do that. We can't worry about everybody else right now. There's the good thing is is we're so stinking young but the things that we're doing to screw things up don't have anything to do with ability or talent level or anything of that nature. Everything that we're doing is like I'd said before, self-inflicted. So the good news is, is we got a, we got a bunch of those kids and a bunch of young kids in a lot of crucial roles that are going to have that chance to clean that up and really uh, look to grow and move forward ahead. And those seniors, man, we just got to grow quick, grow quick and give them a chance to extend that senior season. ESPN Central Texas. Great food and a hometown atmosphere is what customers love about Rocket Cafe. Popular breakfast choices are the Hungry Man Special. Two pancakes, two eggs, bacon, and hash browns. And the Rocket Breakfast Burritos, sausage, bacon, eggs, cheese, and potatoes. And daily lunch specials include free dessert. And check out the Rocket Burger with their one-third pound fresh, never-frozen patties. Rocket Cafe is only open Friday nights for home games, and that night features their famous all-you-can-eat catfish special. A Robinson tradition, Rocket Cafe. Make your trash disappear. Call your friends at Frontier. Frontier Waste Solutions is a locally owned and operated waste management company. We are Texas-based and Texas-proud. Frontier Waste offers roll-off dumpster rentals, commercial waste disposal, and residential garbage collection. At Frontier Waste, we will pick up your trash. Our equipment is well-maintained, and we have a great culture here where employees are taken care of, too. Call me for your municipal, commercial, and construction dumpster quotes today. Sabrina with Frontier, 254-855-6683. Or on our website, FrontierWaste.com. Triple S Sports is your one stop for all your baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from names that you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about league and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplesports.com. Play ball. 
Brazos Golf and Battery is locally owned battery sales specialist in Robinson. They carry new and refurbished auto, commercial, lawnmower, marine, RV, and power sport batteries. And at better prices than any of the national chains. Need your battery check? Visit Tommy. He'll do it for free. They also carry new and used golf carts, cart accessories, and do custom golf carts. Shop local. Brazos Golf and Battery on Highway 77 in Robinson. Look them up on Facebook or Google Brazos Golf and Battery. Exceptional experience. Extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Steckler, Wayne, Cherry, and Love Law Firm. They are trial lawyers with over 100 years combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. Steckler, Wayne, Cherry, and Love has an office in Waco managed by local attorney Craig Cherry. Craig Cherry is triple board certified. Fewer than 1% of all lawyers in Texas are triple board certified. He has obtained significant settlements and verdicts for his clients, due in no small part to his ingenuity and relentless tenacity. His tireless dedication and ability to anticipate his opponent's next move makes him the ultimate opponent in the courtroom. Learn more about Steckler, Wayne, Cherry, and Love at SWCLaw.com. That's SWCLaw.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Mark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. A three-run home run by Alex Bregman stood up for a 3-2 Astros win over the Yankees. Houston takes a two-game lead in the best-of-seven series that continues in New York on Saturday. Game three of the National League Series is tonight in Philadelphia with the Padres and Phillies tied at one game each. Two high school games tonight feature teams that won state championships last year. China Spring hosts Stephenville in a battle of number one and number two in 4A Division One, And number 10, Lorena entertains number one Franklin in a 3A Division I showdown. Also on tap tonight, Temple hosts Harker Heights. You can hear that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. And University hosts Leander Rouse. That game can be heard on Star 104.9 FM. In college football, it's homecoming for Baylor as they take on Kansas. Catch all the action on ESPN Central Texas, starting with game time live at 7 in the morning. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time is brought to you by Big Boys Record Service, Good Feet, and Texas Truck Love. He's got two on at the corners here in the third. And Bregman no. sends one deep to left. It is back and it is gone. A free run poke. Alex Bregman puts the Strohs on the board in the third inning. And that's all they needed. A three run shot from Alex Bergman and they uh, they went it three to two over the New York Yankees and again the first two games go to Houston in Houston striking out the Yankees 30 times in the first two games that was crazy 13 last night uh, so in 17 in, in the first night uh, of the series so travel day today for the Astros and then they uh, resume the series on uh, on Saturday uh, in New York all right high school football coming up tonight and on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas, Temple and Harker Heights. What's uh, Quickly, what's the key to the game? Temple's got to hold on to the football. They turned it over four times last week, so they've got to hold on to the football, get some sustained drives. Defense has to try to get Harker Heights off schedule. Uh, they're going to try to run the ball with Stanford and, and try to establish that running game. Temple's going to have to keep them from getting to the second level. You dogs and Rouse, what's the key to the game over on 104.9 FM tonight? Well, defensively, they got to get pressure on the quarterback. They love to sling it around. Mason Shore, but Rouse's quarterback, 1,400 yards, and 
uh, eight touchdowns on the year. Got to contain him and those receivers, and they have a really good running back too. So they have to dominate the line of scrimmage and up front to establish the run game early, get that Rouse defense on their heels, and jump on him early. That's the key here. Jump on that Rouse defense early, build a big lead right away, and that that would be the key for them to get their first win, a win to secure their first playoff berth in 13 years. All right, that is uh, going to do it for us. We will uh, we'll have John up at 3 o'clock this afternoon. Matt Mosley's here at 4. We're back uh, Monday morning at 7, and we're back in the morning at 7 to get you ready for Baylor and Kansas. That is going to do it for us. Have a great day. We'll see you Monday. The Valley Mills Coaches Show with Bob Featherston is brought to you by Bar None Country Store and Steve Owens, Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. Coach, coming off a 50-7 to win over Bruce Filetti last Friday night in district play. Coach, this is a game you've got to be really proud of your team. They played great in all three facets of the game. Uh, yes, sir. We sure did. Kids offensively, uh, you know, I felt like we did a great job up front uh, creating running lanes for our running backs. Uh, quarterback threw the ball well. Uh, receivers caught it, you know, score touchdown. So it was, it was a real good night for us offensively and defensively. Our kids did a great job of uh, just getting to the football, man. It was just a, a good team effort. So I'm uh, very, very proud of them. Now you continue district play tonight at Rosebud Lot. Talk a little bit about this Rosebud Lot team on the offensive side of the ball, a spread team, something you've seen a lot of this year. Absolutely, yeah. They they do spread the ball out, uh, give you a lot of formations. Got a really big, big offensive lineman in front and a lot of good, uh, good skill kids, uh, running back, quarterback, receivers that can, that can take it a distance at any play. What about on the defensive side of the ball? Defensively, they use a lot of the same kids. So, again, they're really athletic on the back end of it uh, with big bodies up front, you know, so it's, it's hard to get movement up front. Uh, and then when you do, you know, they got kids that can, that can swarm the football. So, uh, we're going to do things right. You know, we're going to have to make plays, and our kids are going to step up and have a great game. ESPN Central Texas.